Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike, final segment of the week. I'm excited for the weekend, and I'm real excited for Monday. I can't tell you. I can't tell you right now. There's, there's a secret. There's a surprise. I'll reveal it Monday, 1230. You and I join back up here on the radio uh, for the Monday's episode of Live Mike, something I'm real excited about. Uh, I, I, think, I, I think it's going to make this program a bit better. I think it will. I think it's certainly going to boost my spirits, and you can feel a little bit of that, hopefully, in my voice today as we've made our way through some of these, uh, some of these topics. I've just been uh, real excited, and I hope I carry this excitement into the weekend and then on through to Monday when you and I join back up here. Uh, Got to talk about the zoo. Got to talk about the zoo. Some of my fondest memories from childhood, and uh, the, the, the big boss has told me not to dwell too much on my own uh, nostalgia rabbit holes, but here I go. When I was growing up, <laughs> when I was growing up, when all my cousins and I would get together, it was rare. We lived far apart. But when we would get together, we would do so at the zoo. And uh, we have some of those pictures. You know, some of you take the same picture from the same place uh, year after year, and you can see how uh, the different kids in the family grow and how styles change and attitudes change. And, uh, you know, the acne comes in and it goes away and the hairstyles are all different. Well, we've got a series of photos like that in my family uh, taken at the zoo because it was always uh, a warm and comfortable place to go. Uh, the animals are fascinating and intriguing, and there's always something to learn. Uh, the zoo, at least in uh, Lee Lonsberry's little nostalgic past and present, uh, is a wonderful, wonderful place. In fact, little Piper, only uh, 10 months old now, has already been to, I think, two zoos, two zoos in her 10 short uh, months of life. Uh, okay, now... How did zoos uh, get into my mind? Well, here uh, in Utah's Hogel Zoo, there have been some additions, some adorable little additions. Tell us all about it and how you can gaze your own eyes upon these beautiful new additions. We, of course, have Hogel Zoo spokesperson Erica Hansen joining me on the line. Erica, my good friend, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got a little baby of my own, so to hear that there are new babies at the zoo, uh, it gets my attention. What, what do you have to offer folks up there? Well, we have a couple of offerings. So we had two leopard cubs born in March, and they just debuted. Um, so they're about five months old, Storm and Sky, and they're adorable. It's taken us a little bit to get them out because their mom is so fiercely protective. We always want to make sure she's comfortable. And we needed the little cubs to get big enough to negotiate the terrain in the exhibit. So there's lots of jumps and steps and ramps and different things. So we wanted all their cat skills to be, you know, up and running. So they're out now daily. You can come see the leopard cubs. Cool. And for the first time ever in Hokel Zoo history, we had a baby gorilla born on July 6th. So this is a really big deal for us, baby girl, and you can come visit her as well. We're doing uh, reserve time viewing 
from 11 to 3. It does not cost extra. You can just go to our website and um, reserve your time slot. It is indoor viewing, so masks are required. But um, the whole guerrilla troop is doing so great and adjusting just marvelously, and we just couldn't be happier about it. Does this new baby gorilla have a name? Not yet, but that opportunity can be yours, Lee, if the price is right. That's Uh-oh. going to be one of our premier auction items when we do our annual fundraiser on September 10th. And we need all the help we can get financially. Of course, we were closed for 50 days with the, with all the COVID nonsense. So we're really kind of in dire straits this year. So our zoo rendezvous, the virtual gala, will be September 10th. And that's one of the premier auction items is the opportunity to name our baby gorilla. Tell me about how it has been, uh, and speak as frankly as you're comfortable. Uh, w- w- what has life been like uh, in the zoo? I don't want to call it an industry, but w- w- how has COVID hit the zoos, yours in particular? Oh, it, it's been terrible for the whole zoo community. In fact, there are still some zoos throughout the country that still have not reopened uh, based on you know their location. We were lucky. We were among one of the first to reopen. But the problem with our closure and the timing of it is that is right in, as we are moving into zoo season. So that's the money, that spring season, that chunk of money is what gets us through the upcoming winter when attendance dips. So it's been it's been very, very tight. We did have to do some layoffs, and we're, we're spread pretty thin. So we're looking for any type of support. Again, our fundraiser comes up September 10th, but you don't have to wait till then. There's different ways to donate at our website, or just come on up to the zoo. That helps us, too. Go, go ahead and share that website for me. It's hogelzoo.org, H-O-G-L-E, hogelzoo.org. I, I, I presume that uh, school is coming to visit. That's a big part of the model. How uh, How have... The, the new procedures and protocols at schools impacted attendance and your revenue streams? What we're hoping is that since a lot of students are doing hybrid learning or some might still be doing online, we are hoping that'll kind of stretch our summer season just a little bit extra longer for us. We're hoping maybe some moms that are doing homeschool or dads that are doing homeschool, maybe they'll kind of include the zoo as part of their educational stuff. What we are sad about, though, is we're not able to host the field trips like we normally do. So the zoo welcomes tens of thousands of students for free each year um, on field trips. And that's just one of our contributions to the community. But we've had to put all those on hold for now. Um, And hopefully maybe, you know, of course, we're all hoping things will kind of die down and get back to normal. but. Um, we'd love to see students back up at the zoo for sure. Do you know what the criteria is? At what stage in this battle against the coronavirus do we get to let field trips return to the zoo? You know, that's a great question, and a lot of it, I think, is um, we have to wait till the city moves into a different phase. I know that uh, the school busing is probably an issue, mm-hmm. keeping all those kids distant and that kind of thing. So yeah. I'm worried it might be this school year, but, you know, I'm certainly not the expert on that. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Very good. Well, ho- hopefully the our trajectory on which we find ourselves currently, as, as communicated by the governor and uh, Dr. Dunn here recently, hopefully we stay that course. Uh, numbers have been falling. Hospitalization rates have been falling. Uh, hopefully uh, city and county leadership see that, oh, yeah, we are uh, in better position. We can change our color coding at least uh, and ultimately uh, get this whole deal behind us. Uh, but you got some babies up there. Uh, there's a gorilla baby uh, yet to be uh, named if, you, if the price is right, Participate in that fundraiser you have coming up on Thursday, the 10th of September. Uh, maybe you'll get to choose the name. Plus, uh, you have those two beautiful leopard cubs, huh? Yes. So bring Piper on up. She's, she's at the age now, you know. you got to start getting her up there in that stroller. That's right. That's exactly right. We've got a new one, too. Uh, we just wasted a lot of money on a new stroller. I had to bring it up to the zoo. <laughs> 
babies are the most expensive venture. There's no doubt. Turns out, turns out. Erica Hansen, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck uh, there at the zoo. It's a beautiful experience. You bring your family up there, and you guys have all the COVID protocol in place. It's a safe experience for folks. Absolutely. And yeah. Safe. Uh, masks are required indoors and are strongly encouraged outside. But the train's open. The carousel's open. We've got the distancing and sanitizing and all the stuff we've grown so accustomed to. So. Very good. Uh, Erica Hansen, uh, Hogel Zoo spokesperson. Go up and check out the good offerings up at the zoo. Some cute babies Thanks, up there. Lee. Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for this Friday episode of Live Mike. Uh, I'm Lee Lonsberry. I've been uh, repeating throughout the course of today's program uh, a big announcement on Monday. Uh, we're going to, uh, it's just something I've been really, really excited. I can't even give you a single clue. Not even a single clue. Uh, but I think it's going to inject a good deal of energy into this program we have here at KSL. News Radio. A lot of ground covered today. Keep listening. Uh, during Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news, uh, they're going to follow all the stories of today. And there's this one in particular about the mural which hangs, uh, which happens to have excluded uh, a good number of Utah women while uh, honoring others. Why were certain decisions made? Uh, well, Mia Love had some thoughts on that. She shared with me. Uh, check that out in the podcast, kslnewsradio.com. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.